Good morning, guys. Uh, today is Thursday. Hope you're doing uh, great. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, I want to share a, a really great example uh, from uh, an amazing man. His name is Ray Dalio. Read a great, wrote a great book called Principles. It, it literally, it's the only thing that sits beside my bed. And I was reading the book um, a little bit last night again. I've had it for a few years now. And then I went down the Ray Dalio rabbit hole. So Ray Dalio, in case you don't know him, he is the founder of Bridgewater Associates, which is one of the top investment firms in the world. It's actually the fifth largest private company in the U.S. He's one of the top, uh, one of the top 100 richest men on the planet, and one of the most one of the top 100 most influential people of all time, according to Time Magazine. So this guy is like the real deal, and he is um, he looks at the world in in a very mechanical way, and he tries to create principles or put together principles and algorithms based on data to make decisions very quickly and very objectively. I think that's, you know, in a nutshell, I don't know if I did him justice there, but anyways, that's why his book principles is so valuable because it's based on principles that are time tested and true. So he did a TEDx talk or a TED talk virtually, I think uh, two, two and a half weeks ago. So it was him being interviewed by one of the TED people and they're talking about like, you know, what's going on with the economy, what's going on with coronavirus. And it was really fascinating. I'm going to show you guys a graph in a second, which I think will give you guys um, a really cool look into how to get through this. And what I want to share with you in this in this video is the number one thing you can do right now to save your business. Okay, and this is going to this is coming from Ray Dalio. So a little bit of context before I jump into that. First and foremost, um, we can predict the future by understanding the past. That's not what he says. That's what I say based on what he talks about. And what Ray has uh, found is that even before coronavirus hit, the world economy was heading in the direction um, that it entered in the 1930s. So he talks about four major forces that affect uh, the world economy. Okay, uh, I'm not going to get into all four, but one of the ones he talks about is this whole idea called the long-term debt cycle. And that is a span of 50 to 75 years. And the last long-term debt cycle started in 1945. And this was right after World War II, and that is where there was a new world order, as he calls it, for the whole monetary system. Now, 2020 is 75 years after 1945. Interesting, right? So what this means is that we are currently entering into a new long-term debt cycle, a new world order where everything is about to change and we've already experienced this. So even before uh, Corona, you know, COVID hit, there were economic and political forces at play that were going to lead into what we're dealing with now. I think coronavirus obviously put us sort of the edge a lot, um, maybe more abruptly. But anyways, um, what he says is that well, again, like no one really can predict the future, but looking at the trends from the 1930s, that was the last time. So he compared like 2008, the housing crash, to right now. He's like, 2008 was like kindergarten compared to what's happening right now. The economic forces, like the amount of debt, the low interest rates, all that kind of stuff. We've only seen that at least in the past 100 years um, from 1930. And then obviously that led into the Great Depression, World War II, etc. So he's not saying that that's necessarily going to happen, but there are the same forces at play. So why am I sharing this with you? I'm not here to share this with you to uh, make you feel like the world's coming to an end because it's not. But here's the big takeaway, okay? And here's the one thing I want you to really remember from this is that 
Number one, the world we knew a couple months ago is no longer here. Okay, so what's going to happen on the flip side of this or what we're dealing with right now is the way things are going, the things are going to change, right? Things are going to be different as we move through this process, as we move into the end of 2020, 2021, etc. Things are going to change, right? The monetary system might even change. Who knows? Um, but one of the things that he says is like at the end of all these long-term debt cycles, the monetary system usually changes, right? Which is very interesting. So anyways, he said, no matter how bad times get, there's one thing, there's one thing that always saves the day. And that one thing is productivity. So what is productivity? Productivity stated otherwise is innovation. It's the ability to innovate and do things better. So we're constantly adapting to our environments. And I want to show you a graph that he created, which is right here. And so just really quickly, we have a growth of an economy or GDP on the y-axis and then on the x-axis we have the long uh sorry we have time so um sorry i just have some guys out front they're waving at me i don't, I don't even know what's going on here anyways so this this squiggly line shows the interplay between the short-term debt cycles and long-term debt cycles and as you can see in the middle the productivity line shows the growth over time is what moves us out of these of these cycles so um Sorry, I'm kind of being distracted now. I've got some gardeners out front of the house. <laughs> Anyways, so what, what the message here is that in order to get through this situation, what is required is innovation and adaptation, right? If you are not able to adapt to the changing environment, huh, it sounds kind of familiar, right? It sounds like Darwin, survival of the fittest. It's, it's a great example of this, right? Is that if you do not adapt to what is happening right now, you're gonna have a very challenging time moving ahead. I'm very blessed that we're in a very, very good position to help a lot of people. We've, we've had a huge influx of clients in the past six weeks because we have a solution that everyone is looking for. Like practice owners, their doors are closed and they somehow have to stay in business. And it just so happens that we have we're the best in the business at helping people build virtual practices, right? We've been doing this for five years now and we've helped, you know, more than a thousand practitioners now. It's, it's been incredible. So I'm very grateful and honored to, to have, um, have built such an amazing team and system to help so many practice owners get through this time, at least who are open-minded enough to understand that they have to do something different. And if you're watching this or listening to this, like here's the message I really want to help sink into your brain is that if you think what you've been doing is good enough to continue moving you forward, you're gonna have a tough time. And I don't want that to happen, okay? Like I believe that you have expertise and guidance and wisdom and, and, and magic that can really make a big difference in people's lives, but not if you're out of business. And the reality is a lot of businesses are gonna go out of business over the next couple of months because they're not willing to be realistic about what's going on. So let's say that you're a practice owner, and I believe in the states, or many states, uh, I believe May 15th or May 16th, they're opening up, or they're saying, like, you can open up doors, um, not every business, but many of them. So let's, let's realistically think about this. Right now, we have a health pandemic that has put people into a state of fear that, are we thinking overnight, they're just going to wipe that away? Like, they're like, 
one day I can't even go close to anyone. I'm not going to go anywhere without a mask on. And then the next day, let's say May 17th, they're going to like run into restaurants and they're going to like run into your clinic. It's probably not going to happen. Right. And they're obviously, yeah, like, I mean, if the doors were closed and you had no patients coming in and the doors are about to open, then yeah, you'll get some more patients coming in. But I would, I would reckon that most of those patients are existing patients. And generating new business is going to be very challenging because you're going to have to build a huge bridge across this trust barrier, right? It's, and this is going to be very interesting. Like brick and mortar businesses are going to have, the, I believe, the same degree of resistance that a lot of online businesses have been facing since the beginning of the internet, which is, I don't know if I feel safe walking into your place of business, and that's going to put a real, real stress on many businesses. So what does that mean? It means that right now, um, this whole situation has been a stress test on your business. And here's the question I want you to ask is, has my business increased during Corona or has it gone down? And if the answer to that question is that it's gone down, then your business has failed the stress test. And what that means is you need to use this opportunity, whether it's the time that you have now or the fact that maybe your doors are closed and you're having to think about how to you know, retweak things, you have to use this opportunity to think about how you can solidify the cracks in your business's foundation. Okay? Because if you don't and you just keep hustling and just grinding away and staying in your business, like doing the in the in the in the trenches work without taking that higher perspective and looking down on the business this is going to cause some major issues because even if the doors open back up, even if people come back in, all it takes is a couple cases and watch what happens, right? Number one, people are going to panic again. Who knows? Government might, in, might instill another quarantine or lockdown. And do you really want to put yourself in a position where yet again, you're having to learn a hard lesson? So listen, like that would be pretty crappy, right? So the, the key to getting through this is thinking about how do I innovate? How do I do things better? How do I do things differently? And whether you are a knowledge-based practitioner, so functional medicine, naturopath, et cetera, where you can have a conversation with someone in person or over Zoom and create the same outcomes, well, why would you not want to do that virtually? Right? I'm not saying you have to close your practice. I'm not saying you have to be 100% virtual. I'm saying right now you have a choice. You have a choice to do nothing or you have a choice to adapt. So adapting means... Okay, well, it's not ideal, or is it? We help a lot of practitioners who are like, I just want to have, I don't even want to go in my clinic anymore. I'd rather just travel. I'd rather do that stuff. And that's amazing, right? If you want to go 100% virtual, you can do that. But I'm not saying you have to. At least for now, you need to transition more of your patients to virtual services, having conversations with them over Zoom. It's HIPAA compliant. There's great platforms like Doxy.me where it's like, you can do everything you do in person virtually, right? Jurisdictional issues, do you have to be within the state or within the province? Hey, there's millions of people that you could possibly serve within your own state or province. You don't need to go across the world, right? Unless you want to do global domination, in which case you can worry about that later. But for now, there are ways where you can serve your existing patients. There are very simple strategies to build systems to bring new ones in, in a telehealth virtual practice type of manner. And that's exactly what we help our clients do. If you're a hands-on practitioner, like a chiropractor, physical therapist, massage therapist, acupuncturist, and you're thinking to yourself, there's no way I could do this, 
listen, like half of our clients are manual practitioners. Half, 50%. Chiropractors, physical therapists, acupuncturists, etc. Osteopaths. So if you're using the excuse that I can't do anything with my hands or without my hands, then you're right. Or challenge yourself. Challenge the thinking to say, well, let's say my hands were tied behind my back. Could I still help people? Right? Let's say in my case, I run a virtual business. Okay? What if I challenged myself and said, okay, Yuri, how can you help your clients if you never touch your keyboard again? So let's say I can't use my hands. How can I help you? Well, exactly what I'm doing right here is I'm sharing my knowledge, my information, my strategies, my, you know, all that stuff that you have. You went to school for four, five, six, ten years, and you are more than your hands. Like, I'm not downplaying the importance of giving someone a neck adjustment if their neck is out of whack. But the reality is you can't do that right now. Okay, so let's just, like, come down to earth and be realistic. Like, you can't do that. And even if you can... The volume of people you're going to see is not going to be back to where it was for quite some time. So what do you do? Well, you think about how else can I serve people? What They're going to come to me for my strategies, right? For my knowledge, not necessarily my ability to, to adjust them or touch them or whatever it is. And yes, that can help. But right now, you just can't do that. So you either wait it out and hope for the best and that's never a good strategy. Or number two is you figure out how do I adapt? And that's that's it, guys. Like, that's all it takes. Is it easy? Not necessarily. It could be, right? And I, I think the only limitation, again, Ray Dalio talks about this as Einstein did, right? The biggest asset we have, the biggest asset humans have is our creativity, is the ability to think through constraints and look at opportunities in new ways that we haven't considered before. Like th- what's going on right now is a friggin' blessing. I promise you, it's a blessing. Like we have people, we have practitioners that have come on with us that are like, oh my God, I have a million dollar business. I have like 10 employees. I friggin' hate it. I have huge overhead. I just want to work online. Okay, I've been thinking about it for years and now this is the time that's really kind of kicked me in the butt to make this happen. Cool, right? That's an amazing. That's an amazing way of of seeing this. Um, so like, and, and listen, like, when you went to school, did you have all the answers before you finished? No, you didn't. You didn't know how to do anything. You went to school, you learned all this stuff, and you came out the other end as a technical expert. So the same thing is going to apply now. Is if you've never done anything online, does it mean it's impossible? No, it just means you don't know what you don't know. Every master was once a disaster. So how do you get to that level of proficiency and mastery? Well, there's, it's a really simple equation. Number one, you figure out what it is you want. Number two, you learn how to do it properly. And that's where you work with people like me and my team. And number three is you do the work and you put in the reps. And that's all it is. The most important thing is the intention that you set. I mean, they're all important. The number one thing is you have to be clear on what it is you want. It's not about saying I want a virtual business. The virtual business is a means to an end. Maybe it's you want more money, you want more impact, you want more freedom. You can do that through a brick and mortar. That's that's totally doable, but it's also very doable in a virtual setting. It's just the mechanics are a little bit different. Number two is you have to learn how to do that. We had a client 
just outside Toronto, he's actually never even been on Facebook. And so we had to help him set up a, like a Facebook profile, right? He didn't let that stop him from moving his practice online or at least doing more virtual services. He went from seeing, I think it was like, I don't know, 120 patients a week down to 20. That's a big problem, right? And he knew that that couldn't continue, otherwise he's toast. So he figured out, he said, listen, I need to learn how to do this properly. And this is what all of our clients figure when they come to work with us is like, I could try to do this on my own, but I'm likely going to not get the results that I want. Or I can ask instead of how do I do this, who can help me do this? You figure out what it is you want, why that's important. Number two is you ask who, not how. And number three is you get in, you do the work, you learn, you make mistakes, you get feedback, you continue, you continue, you continue. And that is how you hit the big, the home runs that you want to hit, right? Whether that's more money, more impact, more freedom, all three of them, whatever it is. But the one thing you cannot do is you cannot stand still. You cannot be the deer in the middle of the road who is frozen looking at the headlights. All right, guys? Now, if you want our help, right? If you want our help to make this happen, then I want you to go to workwithyuri.com right now. If you're watching this first thing in the morning, I don't know what your day looks like. But I can promise you, if you have not booked a call to speak with us, I would encourage you to do so. Because if you want the game plan, if you want our help, and I'm listen, like I'm, it's not free, obviously, right? There's an exchange here. We're going to give you everything you need to succeed. You will give us money in return for that, right? And then you will give great value to your patients and clients. They will give you money in return for that. It's all an exchange, right? Um, but again, we only work with practice owners who've been in business for at least a year who are generating 5 to 10K a month in revenue. Um, if you're just starting out, yes, we could help you, but we just decided we're not, it's, we're not going to play in that field because it's just, there's just way too much resistance and friction. So um, that's the deal. So if you have an established business, if you at your core know you're very good at what you do and you're a winner who finds a way to win no matter what the situation and you just need a better system, some better coaching, and the right community of people that are going to support you through this tough time, then we're, we're, we're really the best in the business. And I can say that all day long. It doesn't mean anything, but you know, you'll experience it for yourself. Anyways, uh, so go to workwithyuri.com. Do that right now. Book in your result accelerator call. It's totally free. Our goal is to help you understand what is your number one business blind spot right now? What is the core constraint? The one thing that is just sucking your business dry. And you know what? A lot of times, it's people who don't even know how much money they need to make in their business. It's like, if you don't have clarity on how much money you, you, you want to make in your business, you can do nothing else, right? That is the most fundamental, fundamental thing you have to understand. How much money do I want to make personally? And therefore, how much money does my business need to make in order to make that a reality? If you don't know that, let's figure that out. And that's just the base, right? And there are a number of other constraints along the way. Our goal is to help you identify what that is. And then once we know what that is, to help you solve it and put together a game plan that's going to help you build the business that you want. And as a result, the lifestyle and the outcomes that you want in your life. Okay. So workwithyuri.com. So that's workwithyuri.com. I'll put the link in the comments below here as well. Uh, book in your call today. Do it. Listen, this, this, listen, the sooner you act, the sooner you act, right? The more you wait, 
well, you know what that, you know, you know how that goes. Anyways, um, I thank you for your attention. Hopefully, this has been valuable for you guys. Remember, the number one thing you have to do to stay relevant, to move through this pandemic, is to innovate, is to increase your productivity, which means it doesn't mean doing more stuff. It means doing stuff in a different way to create better results. And that's called innovation and adaptation. Cool. All right, guys. I'll see you soon.